Today's message will be undergird by Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verses 1 through 6. And it reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Median and Ephah, all those from Sheba, shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Amen. And of course, I want to preach from the the subject, it's time to arise, shine, and respond radiantly. But before I get started, let me kind of give a disclaimer. I may get a little animated. This is the well, and one thing that I have pushed myself to do in the well definitely more than the sanctuary is to be a little bit more extemporaneous. So if I get a little excited, it's okay. This is the well. But you know, my friends, as I was preparing for this this particular moment, this particular message, the one thing that I learned in seminary, Will, and, and you probably are very familiar with this, and Leon, is you really start to pay more attention to what's going on, not only in the church, your life, but what's going on around you, what's going on in the community. And one of the things that, that could be a blessing and a challenge to us is definitely social media. And I said this in the healing and communion service on Thursday. One of the common threads or the common things that I've been hearing over the last couple of days is I'm so sick and tired of 2016. That 2016 brought about a lot of sadness, brought on some very interesting changes in our community, in our country, in our world. We've seen so much division. And I get it that a lot of people are ready for a new start. However, I contend that 2016 wasn't a complete bust. In fact, if we look back on 2016, we realize that some of us have made new friends. Some of us have gotten new jobs, new promotions, have been appointed to the best church in South Carolina. 
Some people have gotten engaged as recent as Saturday night, Megan. Some people have gotten married. We've seen many children born. We've seen children baptized. And we've seen people join this great church in 2016. Again, 2016 wasn't a bus. 2016 was a year that God indeed blessed us abundantly. And I contend that 2016, there were more blessings, more miracles, more triumphs than there were setbacks. And what amazes me about how God blessed us in 2016 is the fact that God is still in the blessing business. It lets me know that God will continue to bless us even more in 2017. So if you're not excited about the great things that this, this year is going to bring, then I encourage and I challenge you to get out of your own depressive way. God is still with us. And in fact, my friends, I I believe that God allowed us to be here on this first day of 2017 for a purpose. I believe God is calling and challenging us to continue in the glorious grace of God. I believe God is, is calling us and challenging us to rejoice and be thankful for the life that we live because of God's grace. And I also believe that God is calling us to to become beacons of hope for others beyond the church wall. The church is not dead, my friends. Despite what the world may say, despite what people may think, we are still God's best hope for downtrodden humanity. And when we look at this Isaiah text, my friends, we can hear God's call and God's challenge to the people of the text. And I think it's relevant for us even today. When we look at this particular text, and and I want to use the amplified version from the message Bible, it it says in verse one, it, it says, get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. You know, and when we look at that particular text, sure, I could have been, I could have had pom-poms. I could have been doing backflips. Probably wasn't going to be successful at it. But I could have done a whole lot to get us motivating and excited about that particular verse. But the one thing that striked me or really gave me the biggest motivation was the fact that God gave them a commandment and an encouragement and hope all at one time. But the first thing that Jerusalem had to do, just like we have to do, We have to get up. We can't focus on all the dismal things that happened in 2016, although 
they still have its place, and we know that all things work together for our good, but we can't continue to waddle in those things that have been challenging for us last year. We have to get up. We have to arise to meet the new challenges that God has for us this year. You know, as I prayed, we don't know what the next couple of minutes is is going to bring. We don't know what the next day is going to bring. We don't know what the next month is going to bring, but we still have to get up. We still have to get up with expectation in our heart. We have to get up expecting to go out and make a positive change in the world. You know, many of us have experienced those hard times in 2016. I don't want to make light of that. Although I I dare to be more on the positive side, I don't make light of the fact that people are still sad. People are still carrying weight. I get it. Even in the text, we can see where Jerusalem even had some dark some dark times. In fact, they were coming out of bondage. And, and as uh, one of the subheadings of the readings that I, I read, some of them were still dispersed. So they were still trying to figure it out. But Isaiah, in this prophetic message, is giving them a prophetic message of hope that if you get up and you realize that God is with you, that you can endure. That you can meet the challenges that that you may face. And I think, again, that is still relevant for us today. My friends, we are not alone. We have a blessed assurance that God is with us. We're, we're coming out of Advent and we're in Epiphany. And we remember, as we continuously read in Scripture, where Jesus was giving to us so that God could be with us. It is not restricted to just an Advent season, but God is with us every single day. And this is what Isaiah was telling the people of Jerusalem, that God is with you. Despite what you've been through, despite the calamities, despite the uncertainties, God is everlasting to everlasting. And further in this text, my friends, we can hear Isaiah telling them to lift up your eyes. Look around. In fact, look around. Davis, Lifeson, the gym, the well, this is history. We are blessed, my friends. And that text, Father, reminds us that we shall see, just like the people in the text saw, that God and we are radiant. And when we start to realize how radiant we are with God with us, my friends, we should have thrill. We should rejoice because we're still here. You know, for to be a little transparent, and, and some people have, have said this to me over the course of the last six months, that I choose to be a positive person. It's not a facade. When you see me smile, 
It's not like the penguins. Smiling wave, boys. No, genuinely, I choose to be positive. I said this uh, to a few people, and I remember saying it to Will and other people, that I choose to have a great day every day. I never, never, ever, ever have a bad day. I have bad situations. I have bad issues. I have bad circumstances. But there's 24 hours in a day. Some of those we sleep. So if you're having a bad day in your sleep, Lord Jesus, call the office. Uh, we'll set up appointments so me and Will can talk to you. Or Kathy. <laughs> but I choose to have a great day every day. I choose to make a positive impact in the people's lives that God lead me to serve. If you don't want to be positive, then it would behoove you to stay away from me. Because I try to be as contagious as I possibly can be. My friends, simply put, I choose to think and behave positively because I realize that my light has come. I realize that while I, I am alive and well, that I'm still, I still have purpose. My life still have meaning. And that goes for all of us here gathered today. My friends, we are alive for purpose. Although this biblical text is written to a generation that was dispersed as a result of bondage, my friends, it is still relevant for us today. It's relevant for us because this is a new year for renewed hope. This is a new year for new beginnings. My friends, we are in an exciting time in the life of the church and in our broader community. We have opportunities to ignite or reignite our zeal, our passion, and our positivity. Despite the interesting times of 2016, my friends, let us rejoice because we made it into 2017 by the way of grace. My friends, therefore... I challenge us to arise, to shine, and respond radiantly. My friends, I want us to respond radiantly to God's grace and mercy that continues to sustain us. My friends, I want us to respond radiantly to God's love that is able to keep us from falling and to find us faultless. My friends, I want us to respond radiantly to cooperative ministries that, that are occurring in the church, such as Santa Hatchie, such as all the other ministries that continue to nurture us, to the ministries that continue to push us outwardly into the community. Oh, my friends, 
Let us respond radiantly to living graciously in our homes, in our communities, and serving in our communities with the help of the Holy Spirit. My friends, we cannot sleepwalk in 2017 because because the world needs to see us loving God, following Jesus, and loving our neighbors. God is calling us to walk in that light and to allow that light to shine for others to see. Just as Isaiah challenged the people of Jerusalem, we too are challenged today to arise, to shine in the presence of God's glory in this new year. And finally, in closing, my friends, let us respond even more radiantly by accepting God's grace by receiving the invitation of Christian discipleship. Whether we call people up to the front, to the altar or not, we all have the opportunity to to receive God's grace and God's salvation plan wherever we may be. Whether sitting in your seats, riding in your car, or chilling at your house, By God's grace, we all have the opportunity to choose to receive and accept God's grace. But it doesn't stop there. We must respond to God's grace by living a life that is pleasing and accepting to God. If you need to enhance that new life, I encourage and challenge us to intensify our prayer life. Definitely read scriptures. You know, God doesn't operate outside of God's word. Hint, hint, you have to read the Bible. Don't wait to see it up on the screen or or for a reader to read it on Sunday morning. We have to continue to be among the, the body of believers, and do things that are conducive to holy living. Again, we're not alone, my friends. God is with us. So I ask this question. Are we ready to arise, shine, And respond radiantly to God's call and challenge in this new year. I hope the answer is yes. If you need a cheerleader or you have questions about your faith, if you want to know about baptism, how to become a member of our great church. Pastor Will, myself, Meg, or any other believers, I'm pretty sure are willing to talk to you. If you need to make an appointment, call the front desk and 
we'll be glad to set that appointment. We don't want you to walk in darkness any longer. Our light, which is Jesus Christ, has come. And we have the opportunity, my friends, to respond radiantly in this new year.